welcome back to Degenerates Not Your Mom's Podcast. You are with Legina, and this week this week has been a doozy. So I am drinking coffee, trying to fight off all the hungover mornings I had. I mean, I'm not hungover today, but the past week I've been pretty hungover. So I'm drinking coffee. It's Starbucks, by the way. Anyways, everyone grab your drinks. Um, If you want coffee like me, feel free to grab coffee. But if you want to drink even better, grab your cocktails, grab your beers, grab your wines, and uh, welcome back. God, guys. So it was my boyfriend's birthday yesterday, actually. So, you know, the whole week has been birthday week activities and shenanigans and all sorts of drinking and festivities. And which was great, which is great. I'm just tired because of it now. But we did do some fun things. Anyone that lives in New York um, or New Jersey, by that matter, we went to this um, on the weekend. We went to Sojo Spa House, which was amazing. The one thing that my boyfriend didn't like about the place was that they don't sell any alcohol, which was fine for me. I like knew we were going to drink so much this week. So I was like, okay, good head start. No drinking for half a day. But we went early, like go early if you want to go. So this place is a Korean spa house. It has all these different types of pools. There's like a hydro pool that massages you with these air pumps or not air pumps. Is it like water pumps, water pumps? Um, there's like an infinity pool that looks down. It has a view of Manhattan. Amazing rooftop. Um, there are some like cool little pools that are supposed to have health benefits. So that was like really awesome. So there was like a carbonated pool. There was a silk pool. Not sure, but it did leave our skin very silky and nice. Um, and there are like little hot rooms, sauna rooms everywhere. There's an ice room. So you can go back and forth from like the ice room to the boiling hot, like charcoal rooms, Himalayan salt rooms and all sorts of fun things. Um, there was like a rest area. Everything was very quiet and clean. It's supposed to be for like being quiet. So I guess that's that's the reason they don't sell alcohol. I totally understand. Also, if you sell alcohol, um, you might die. So I remember there are a lot of these like sauna places in Korea. And when we were like in college sometimes we get really drunk and we're like let's just go spend the night there because it's a lot of places are 24 hours and you can just sleep in some of the sauna rooms or they have a sleep room too but it is also very dangerous if you're really drunk and you go into like very high temperature i apparently some people have died so i guess it makes sense they don't sell alcohol also i I can't imagine if you sell alcohol there those pools will be fucking disgusting because people will be throwing up and shit but it was still a nice time it was great um, we went to a Michelin star restaurant and did all the very fancy birthday stuff. But then we did stumble upon some millionaire's birthday party. Actually, it was like the friend of this millionaire was throwing a birthday party. And I don't know how we got like mixed up in some crowd by mistake, <laughs> kind of. Um, but we got tickets to it. So it was a millionaire's house, but he still made like a whole Eventbrite type situation where you had to buy the tickets because I guess 
last year when they threw the party, everyone's friends, family, whole fucking relatives showed up, and it was a like a lot of people, I guess. I mean, I'm just guessing, honestly. But anyways, the doorman, but this was an apartment building, by the way. This was, like, not some crazy, like, club or whatever. It was the apartment building of this guy, and the doorman had to scan. Poor doorman. He had to, like, scan all these tickets to let people in. Um, and then we got there, and they had a fucking pool in the apartment, building well not in the apartment they had the biggest fucking balcony ever it wasn't even balcony it was, it was like a rooftop honestly it was like a rooftop and there was a pool in. and it was great it was beautiful and i was all i could think was like wow rich people and so thoughts of this was number one how are rich people so fucking rich they i i heard i forget the exact number but i heard they spent Mm, I think it was 15 or 25 just on food and drinks and everything was free for us but also who friend spends that much money on a friend like I, I don't know like did this friend save this billionaire's life I have no friends that would spend <laughs> that much money to throw a party for me but let alone open up their apartment to hundreds of people that you don't even know. <laughs> and they had, it was crazy. Um, they had like a whole spread, two tables worth of spread of food, sushi. There was a grill, steaks coming out, chicken, roasting, bartenders. Um, there was the heated pool that some people were going in. It was a little weird. I kind of like dipped my feet in there, which was nice but probably not that nice to the people few people that were inside the pool um also they had performances you know it was just like a crazy thing and they had a dj and yeah so like how are rich people so fucking rich i don't even know uh second thought on this uh, New York really humbles you in every five seconds, I feel like. It's just like, you're like, cool, I'm doing well here. Bam, no, you're not. There are millionaires walking amongst you <laughs> that, live, that live in luxury. Um, yeah, because I was just like just at home being like, oh my God, my apartment is so cute. I'm so happy. I got here. I got to this point in life where I have a cute apartment in a nice high rise in New York. Whoa. But then immediately it's like, no, bitch, look at this. Look at these people. <laughs> but anyways, regarding New York humbling you, I just feel like New York kind of teaches you that the diversity, I say this a lot. Yeah. New York is diverse. Sure. But, um, not just the diversity of people or like, countries that people are from but I, I think it humbles you and where you realize that talent or you know smart as in you think someone is smart when they are what articulate with their words or they they have a degree or they're in a professional field 
etc etc um but i think that's what society taught us that's what society taught us that like this is these are smart people and then these are not right but then once i and i korea is very much like that that's how i grew up like our goals were to go to good schools so that we can receive the respect that from being from the good school or from working in a big company right um after i moved to new york i realized that that's not the only definition of smart you you meet these incredibly talented people um not not just in you know education but also in whatever craft they're into also you meet these like jobs or these people doing work that i didn't even know existed or i didn't even know you could make money from that for that matter you know things like that and and then you meet these people that you feel like might not be smart maybe because english is their second language or whatever but then they are really incredibly talented or incredibly good at certain things and for me personally my second major was education and i'm like the more i live the more i realize how incredibly wrong the education system itself is that we educate people only one certain way and it's really like how important teachers are and how underpaid teachers are because honestly it's you can be teaching a class of 30 20 30 people right and then all these people have different skill sets and different pace that they grow and it's up to this one teacher to be able to navigate that or to pick out the people that are good at certain things and maybe nudge them in a certain direction so they can develop that skill set more um not sure how we got into this but going back to how new york humbles you and also it's like at one point you feel like maybe you're a little good at something that you're doing and then you meet someone that's like 100 times more knowledgeable and better and you're just like fuck okay here we go got to get studying again <laughs> but I, that's why i love new york also that's i think that's why some people love new york also that is the reason that some people just cannot bear to live in new york honestly i've met people that are if we're talking about smart whatever they're smart people and then they move to new york and they can't take it they were they have to be the smartest person and they have to be the most knowledgeable they have to be the loudest person in the room and then they go to new york and realize that there are a billion more people that are louder and smarter <laughs> than you are and some people instead of taking that as like a lesson and either humbling yourself and then or and you know studying more or either like increasing your area of expertise some people are just like oh fuck that i was like you know the best person over there in my hometown so i'm going back there and then they're like oh new york is horrible and uh, smelly and a lot of trash everywhere too many people and <laughs> whatever but that's my thoughts on that um back to birthday weekend oh also it was like so fucking hard to find a good restaurant to go to no that's not the right words um there are so many good restaurants to go to also this, this is another thing that humbled me i'm like oh i know i know most of the cool spots in new york i know all the michelin star restaurants wrong there's like a hundred more than the last time i saw google maps <laughs> and it it's like every single day there's something fucking new happening and i'm like oh god i don't know 
any of the I was like googling some places to make a reservation I was like I literally don't know any of these places and these are all new and they all have Michelin stars and it made me think I really need to get out there more like don't be in just the one bubble that you're in it's hard I know because when once you start working or whatever it's work and home work and home and then you go to the places that are like accessible around that area that you are, right? Um, but step out of your comfort zone, guys. Like there is, this world is so big. There's so many things you can do, so many people you can meet. And like this weekend, I guess, humbled me because of those things. I'm just like, fuck, I'm in New York. I remember that again. And I'm just like, gotta get out more, gotta do more things, gotta meet more people. Um, also, I wanna talk about gift buying because you know what it is so freaking hard to buy gifts for a guy what the hell do you buy guys you know after all the basic accessory shit right like wallets watches uh a nice backpack a nice bag shoes now what like shirts now what you know it's uh, i had the hardest time (laughs) trying to find something because also like sure I can buy I already I already bought him a lot of um techie like apple stuff too and the longer you're with someone you're just kind of like what what now you know I know what you need but also that's for me okay so the definition of gift a gift when you're giving a gift for a birthday for me I don't like giving people something they need you know I'm not I'm not gonna buy someone like a vacuum or, you know, something (laughs) that we need for the household. I think, I strictly think that gifts should be something that, that the person would love to have, but it is not a necessity and they wouldn't buy it with their own money. You know what I mean? And I, I have one friend that I've been doing birthdays like we exchange birthday gifts every year uh, for it's been maybe four or five years now, five, six years. And it gets harder and harder every year. And the price point of the gifts get higher and higher every year also. But I think there should be a solution to this gift giving situation. At the end of the day, I got my boyfriend airpods because i knew he needed them which i really was like trying to avoid i was trying to get something else for him but anyways and then uh my friend recommended hey why don't you do something crafty for him which i literally have no time to do i've had in mind for the longest time to do like a picture scrapbook type thing which okay this is another thing this just uh came into my mind uh, do guys actually appreciate it when girls do crafty things for their boyfriends? <laughs> or is it just like a girl thing that we think that they would appreciate and they're like, I-, I would rather have a PS5. By the way, my boyfriend has a PS5 already. That's why I didn't get into that. Anyways. Um, hmm. But yeah, but at the end of the day, I did a crafty thing and then I gave him AirPods too, which was not, for me, not my most satisfying gift giving because I would rather have thought of something great that he's like, oh my god, like I didn't even know I needed this in my life and now I have it. So, you know what? Okay, business idea. I think that someone should make a website that sells only things that are, which 
granted, I do think I've seen shops like that before, but it's never been that satisfying for some reason. I've seen shops or websites that are like gifts for boyfriend, girlfriend and stuff like that. Um, they're all like weird and tacky and have, they all have initials like handcrafted, um, initials on the box for you and things like that. So yeah, gift giving, there, there has to be a solution to this guys. Like what, what, what does everyone give for gifts? to each other i would really love to know send us your dms messages emails about this subject please because like fucking buying gifts is so damn hard and every year it gets harder and the longer you're with someone it's like i already bought everything for you bro (laughs) and then also you live together i live with my boyfriend so it's kind of like We just buy things anyways, even if it's not a special occasion. So now it's like, what is left to give when you actually need to buy a gift? So yeah, that was my little rant on gift giving. Also, by the way, I am happy to tell everyone that (laughs) I guess it's just not me, but a lot of people are using TikTok like Google. So I saw a post about people saying TikTok is the new Google and it is so true for really certain things. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for news on TikTok, right? But for certain things, like this weekend when I was trying to plan um, the birthday, I looked everything up on TikTok. I was like, gifts for boyfriends. And then I looked up uh, Michelin restaurants, NYC. I looked up the spa house. I looked up, I looked up everything on TikTok because it is videos and it's very informative. And I've been saying this a lot and people laugh at me, but look, it's not just me. TikTok is the new Google. You search things on fucking TikTok. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about this new Hulu documentary I saw. You know what? I, I talk about documentaries a lot, maybe too much. This one was like really fucking interesting and it might be a little sensitive um subject but it's a hulu document again hulu is fucking crushing it anyways uh it's called hunting hitler and it's actually a documentary um they opened up the cold case of hitler being dead is that a cold case no anyway they're re reinvestigating hitler's death and thinking that he did not die and he is he moved secretly he ran away to argentina and lived there and possibly died there at an old age um but it's crazy because like former fbi people like a lot of people um is in this documentary and they were saying it doesn't make sense like there are literally um some fbi I files saying that he is living in a large underground bunker and he did not die. He did not commit suicide, which makes sense because like, why would he commit suicide? And also it's like, so the thing was, I didn't really know any details about this, but apparently he took poison and then shot himself and no one ever saw his body when even the body that was supposedly him that was poisoned and shot in the head was taken out of the bunker. It was wrapped in a carpet and no one, not even his butler or closest people were like, yeah, I actually saw his face. It was Hitler. No. So it was just a body that was wrapped in a carpet and everyone assumed it was Hitler. And also like later on, um, I guess 
people presented the bones that were supposedly like this, this, these are the bones and they did an autopsy or, um, looked into it and it was the bones of a woman. So they were saying that might not have been here at all. It might be someone else. And it's just so interesting because, um, they were investigating in, in Argentina and, they found there's this town that literally had a Nazi school and everything. And even now it's a small town and it's like far, far from like the city. And even now, I guess people are kind of afraid to say that they were act they're German or they were part of this. And they're trying to ask the people that live there and everything. And everyone is very like hesitant to reply about anything. And they found this like really old man and, it was like, was that school a Nazi school? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, like, they taught me how to march and whatever, whatever. And then they're like, were you in that Hitler youth whatever group? And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. And then they, like, find this cellar. Um, well, no, actually, they found this storefront out of nowhere, and like, miles away from homes. And they're like, this is really weird. Why, why is there a store here in the middle of nowhere? And the owners of that store was like, well, it's a store. You know, we're just here. And they're like, it doesn't make sense. And they were trying to, like, dig up, like, maybe this was bought by um, some Nazis that fled Germany at the time. And then they had built a bunk, like, a bunker inside of it and things. So they're like, oh, well, so you have a cellar, like, you know, attic to put stuff, to put your produce or whatever on in the hot days. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we have one. Usually a lot of stores do have this, like old stores. And usually it's made of dirt or whatever. And it's a small space that you just like go down and you put your vegetables, you put your wines or, you know, a few things to store. So it's not as hot. And they're like, oh, is it okay if we, we take a look at the cellar that you have? It was not a freaking cellar. It was a freaking bunker. I swear to God, it was huge and it was like made of concrete and cement and they had like air vents so that people can actually live down there. So apparently, um, if you have, if you want people to be able to live inside a bunker for months, you have to have an air vent going two ways so that clean air comes in, um, and the batter goes out. And usually just like fruit sellers or wine sellers don't have that, but this one did. And it was really, really big enough for someone to live there. So that was interesting. And then they, like, looked into it further. And um, they found, like, this abandoned marble house in the middle of the forest in Argentina. And they're like, this is crazy. Why would there be a house like this? Um, it was, like, really run down. There are only, like, uh, the skeleton remaining. But you could see that it was a house of someone that was important. Like the bathrooms were tiled and they had like fancy tiles on the bathrooms. And, you know, it, it was, it, it gave like Pablo Escobar's house, you know, vibes where he like in the freaking jungle, he had a mansion and they're like, so and whoever lived, it might not have been Hitler, but whoever lived here in the middle of the freaking jungle, with bathroom tiles on the bathroom back in that day. It was, this is 1940s, right? Um, must have been a really important person with a lot of money to be able to do this. Like someone took a while to build this house for that person. And then that person lived there. But anyways, um, that was, this was a side note. It was really interesting. And, you know, as much as I am interested in serial killers and shit, like, 
Hitler is a mass serial killer also, but I, I'm interested in these people. And you know what? This all leads to one thing. Because it means that if you're fucking rich, you can get away with freaking anything. Anything. You fake your fucking death and you can disappear and then you can live your good life. A good life without any consequences. And that fucking pisses me off. Hmm. Well, this episode was <laughs> a ranty rant episode, I guess. I was very happy this week, by the way. I, I shouldn't be really ranting about things. I had a lot of fun. But uh, the recent past couple episodes, I guess, has been about a lot of rich people and rich people stuff. And actually experiencing some rich people party um, got me thinking, I guess. And... Yeah, that is it for today. Sorry, this episode was a little bit short. Um, I will be back next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Stay high, stay drunk, stay laid. That doesn't make sense. Okay, let's go to back to the original. Get high, get drunk, get laid, everyone. I really wish... Okay, um, goals for this week for everyone. Go out and... Do one thing out of your comfort zone. Like, one thing. Just even if it's... Go to a new restaurant. Not in your neighborhood. Not a place you know. Just, like, fucking find a nice place. Go. Whether it's by yourself. Whether with your friends. Let's let's all do something fun. It's the fucking summer, guys. Okay? Go or go um, try a fucking cocktail that you would never, ever try with weird ingredients you don't know what the fuck it, it is. You know? So, yeah. Let's have fun. And thanks for listening. This was Degenerates Not Your Mom's Podcast. See you next week, guys. Bye!